I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have as yet discovered. I'm a superhero, Mama. A real life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become the hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The real Brian show. Oh, it's Friday. Thank God. It's time to end the week right. You know, we love a variety of things. We're curious. We nerd out. We strive to be better. We unleash our superhero. And today, we bring you the greatest show this side of Austria. Hello, let us begin by introducing ourselves. I am Hans. I'm Dan Franz. And we want to pump you up. Oh, yeah. Let's rock it. So what do you think, Captain? Do you think we can talk like is that, is that even right? Yeah, I, I think yeah. I think we can talk like this the whole episode. Yeah, that's uh, right. Okay, I say yeah. I am I am Gary Brian. I am Captain Brilliant. I just I like my, Wait, who's this? Who are you? Uh, Otis. Otis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you need to talk <laughs> like this too. Okay, yeah. Who, okay, it's Otis. Yeah. Otis. <laughs> Oh, this are you a girly man? Is that why you're here on this the, the real Brian show? You're a girly oh, man. Oh, I'm a very girly man. You're girly, so you oh, want yeah? to learn how to get strong and muscular and manly. Yeah, can you make your pecs jump left, right, left, right like this? <laughs> I'm doing it, and you can't see, but I'm doing it. You see, left, right, left, right, left, right. Oh, sorry, no, not that's right. Left, right, left, right, left. I've got my abs are pulsating right now. Yeah, all, all ten packs. Yeah. So actually, Otis is pretty ripped. Oh, already is yeah. he ripped? So he's, he's, he's big okay. man. Yeah, he, we we oh. are a girly man compared to him. But <laughs> uh, Otis, how much do you bench press? I ask you. Uh, I think last time I maxed my bench press was two seventy five. Oh, two seventy five, <laughs> little girly man. Uh, but add a zero to the end of that, yeah. Two twenty seven five zero. That that fight that was my max last week. Now I have that's, supplements that I take. That's and just for I one take, arm. Uh, yeah, well, then steroids are legal where I'm from, so you know, I, I can max a, I can max a Mack truck. Let's put it that you way. You know, okay? if you take uh, enough, you have a lot of problems later in life. <laughs> 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 then you truly be girly man. <laughs> Otis, welcome, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being on. First of all, you know, Otis, and we'll have to talk about this, but Otis was helping me to become stronger, to work out, to get some muscle. And this is what he told me after like, I don't know, a month of working with him. Congratulations. You are not a puss. Now you're a badass. So, yes, that's that's <laughs> how I feel. <laughs> Otis, have you ever played Borderlands? Any of the Borderland games? Yeah, actually, I'm playing through the, the first one with my friend right now. You're oh. playing through one? I've played through all of them, but my friend oh, okay. hasn't. And so we decided to, I said we'd get together and the PlayStation Network was having a sale and they were selling the first one for the Game of the Year edition for five bucks. Oh, oh yeah. nice. So we went and got it and now we're playing through the first one together. All right, what's your favorite one? One, two, or three? Or pre-sequel? Um, we'll go with that. Honestly, I love the pre-sequel. You do? Because uh, nice. that dialogue with like Claptrap and Handsome Jack was pretty, <laughs> it's pretty gold. Yeah. Well, I think my favorite part of the pre-sequel was the ultimate dunk in low gravity. <laughs> do you remember that? Yeah, you had to oh, do the pictures. Yeah. Well, it was funny because uh, so Johnny Pistol Shot and I were playing, and, and he was the one who was taking the picture, and I was the one who was dunking. And all I knew is I jumped up, and I was like basically in orbit of this moon. And then I come down for the dunk, you know, and it's like thousands of feet. And I just saw this white flash of light, and I heard an explosion, and he just starts cracking up. He's like, dude, you should have seen that. He's got this great picture. <laughs> I'm like, what happened? He's like, you dunked, and then a nuclear explosion went off. <laughs> wow. I, was, oh, I love the pre-sequel yeah it's funny i like the, the low the gravity anti-gravity uh yeah, yeah. The low gravity was is fun to play on it is and it's funny because in borderlands 3 you actually go to an asteroid or something and there's low gravity kind of like in pre-sequel and he starts talking about it it'll take you a little while to get used to this and i'm like flying all over the place i'm like oh no this is the this is what i love <laughs> <laughs> oh man how many have you played tony you played, I played everything but the pre-sequel. Oh, so. yeah. It, you know, the story is yeah. not as good in it, but it is a great, it's funny. It's great. It's worth playing for sure. Oh, I'm sure it is. Yeah. I never even finished it actually. Now that I think about it, I don't know. Now, Otis, how do you know the real Brian? 
he was uh, my client at Adult Fitness. So I was like his trainer. I put Brian through a workout program to help with rehab on his back and his neck. Just get him his overall fitness level up and his overall body strength up. Okay, so you're the reason why Brian is such a buff. Yep, <laughs> I'm gonna take full credit. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I got. I knew somebody up. took credit. I knew it wasn't him. So. Well, I don't know how to do any of that stuff. <laughs> I am the man I am today because of you, Otis. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's praise or. Uh, yeah, I don't know, but you know, I miss it though because the last time we got a chance to really do anything, they closed all the workouts and gyms and everybody. Uh, you know, in March, I know they're talking about opening it up here soon, maybe even next week, but I'm not going back anytime soon. And I know ours is shut down through June. I think still my goal for my birthday this week is I was going to have my 10 pack, my abs, you know, and <laughs> I was going to have my biceps at about, I don't know what, 16 inches. I think diameter is what I was looking at. And we were shooting for 24. 20, well, I was going to shoot for that, but I was going to go for 16, but yeah, I didn't make it, man. I'm so bummed. And here I am, you know, my oh. birthday with nothing to show. I mean, to be honest, you made a a tremendous amount of progress from day one. So I will give you that. I appreciate that. He's supposed to say that because he's your trainer. No, no, no. He he would be honest. (laughs) He would be like, yeah, actually, congratulations. You are now. Never mind. (laughs) The opposite of what he told me. And I'm like, dude, you got to get on the show with us. You got some fun interests. Captain, did you listen to the Monday episode? Oh, yes. With Kristen? I've been looking forward to it for several weeks and I, I listened to it rapidly and yeah, quite a powerful episode, dude. Yeah. Good job on the interview. Impressive content. A depressing subject, but one that I think everyone needs to know, yeah. you know. You know, but what's cool is that there's hope. And I think that's that's kind of why I asked her at the end, like, do you have any clients that have had successful outcomes? Right. You know, and it was really cool to hear those stories. Yes. So yeah, yeah it was it's, so it's funny. nice it's nice that people like her are out there. I I just yeah. wish there were more of them and and you know, I wish I, I'm, I'm glad that you're helping to spread the awareness of that serious issue. So you want to know something funny? Always. The, so the day that I po- I posted, you know, on Facebook, I'm like, everybody needs to listen. Please listen to this episode. Just check it out. Mm-hmm. And like within an hour, somebody unfriended me. <laughs> and Interesting. I'm like, wow. You unfriended me over that. <laughs> I'm like, you are truly a bad person, whoever you were. Oh, that I don't person. Know. Are you sure it's over that though? Well, I mean, <laughs> they might've been just been cleaning out their friends list. <laughs> possibly, but like I rarely post on Facebook anymore because I'm like, ah, yeah, whatever. I just usually comment. If any, if, if somebody posts something, I, I comment, but I rarely post anything. And I even said that, like, I don't even hardly post episodes anymore on, on Facebook. I'm not on my personal, but yeah, I was just like, okay, well I, I'm going to assume somebody unfriended me because of that. <laughs> it's just Tell a better story. To- Tell me not to look at porn. You're gone, man. Bang. Well, that's not what I was (laughs) telling anybody. I wasn't saying that. (laughs) But you know, what's interesting is I asked that question because I said, what contributes to this? Hmm. And then she kind of brought up the whole thing that, well, yeah, the porn industry totally contributes. Like the stuff, the people you're looking at probably are slaves. Yeah. It's like a traffic. Well, yeah. And I thought that's sad, man. That's, that's, that's horrifying actually. But this last weekend, Miss Light surprised me with a little uh, drive-by birthday parade. You know, people are doing that kind of thing, like drive-by birthday, <laughs> drive-by graduations and all that, you know, which I thought was great. I don't know who came up with it, but I thought what a great creative way to see people on their days since nobody can get out or anything. That was yeah. really fun. Now we celebrated mostly on Sunday instead of Tuesday, which was great. I mean, we still celebrated Tuesday, but it was just so nice to see people, which I just like, what, oh man. What does the drive-by birthday parade involve exactly? So... I mean, there are various ways people can do it. Like you can make signs and pop out your sunroof and, you know, I mean, honestly, I was waiting for a drive by shooting, but that never happened. So that's good. But you know, we used to do drive by shooting water gun shootings out of the sunroofs. That would have been funny, but nobody did that in the nineties. I'm just, you know, back before like people started getting all like weird about it, you know, but I'm just saying like, that would have been funny if somebody popped out super soakered us or I don't even know if those are even around anymore, but whatever. Oh, wait. So, no, but again, back to my question. When she did a drive-by birthday parade with you, did you and her drive around honking the horn? Well, so we went over to my parents' house to celebrate. Yeah. And then people came over there. They drive by, they honk, they stop. You talk to them six feet away. (laughs) You know, like they're they're hanging out their window and you're six feet away, you know, or they, some of them got out of the car and, you know, we all talked out on the grass for, you know. Six feet's a little bit close to the vehicle, Brian. I'm going to tell you what, you know, I, I was actually keeping it more like about 10 feet, tell you what. All right. Yeah. 
No, it was, mm-hmm. you know, it was just so nice to see people, dude. I got to tell you, man, I've, it's amazing. I've been like, okay, I'm surviving. I'm doing okay. But when I saw people that day, it was like being on cloud nine, dude. It was literally like all my cares washed away. <laughs> and I just thought an extrovert needs his people or her people. I guess it's, nice. you're such an alien to me, Brian. It's so interesting. I, know. <laughs> I can't, I just can't relate to that. I I, I just can't. I'm not. That I know. Person, I know. So. I, and it's, <laughs> well, and you really don't realize how much you've been deficient until you it's, you know, think about it, like do the reverse, man. If you were around people mm-hmm. all the time and then you finally had like, I don't know, a day to yourself and you were just like, Oh my gosh, what have I been missing? You know what I mean? Yeah. You're right. It's that's exactly a good, that's yeah. a good switch analogy. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Except so. we've not been allowed to see people because of all the rules. So mm-hmm. I've just been suffering for two months. <laughs> Here I am better now. I'm better. Well, good. I'm glad. I'm glad you got that injection of yeah. extroversion. But okay. Yeah. So speaking of like people, and then of course I, I mentioned, I posted and, you know, and somebody unfriended me and like I said, they might've unfriended me for other reasons, or maybe they quit Facebook. Maybe they saw my post and said, I, I hate Facebook and they just like deleted their account. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I like the story that the person unfriended me because they're they're a bad person. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's <laughs> just better. makes you feel better, right? <laughs> well, it makes all of us feel better. And not really. Here's the thing. When I posted that, I'm just so over the algorithms on social media. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, Otis, but I oh, post I stuff that. and it's like one to two percent of people are even allowed to see it. You know what I mean? I mean, maybe it's and more then than that. Your 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 feed is filled with like only like five people's posts, like yeah. five accounts. And that's all you see. Yeah. So if like I want to see something my friend did, I have to go search it. Yep. And then you that see doesn't posts. make any sense. What's their what's the logic? The mucky mucks at Facebook who program this stuff, the coders, whoever, the ones who make these algorithms, they have to have a reason for doing that. They, is it just that they want to leave room for all the ads and, and well, stuff yeah, that makes money or for sure. I mean, okay. So that's part of it's it. It's also like the most popular content is going to, mm-hmm. what's going to show up on your feed. Huh? It's supposed to say that we're showing you like the stuff that we think you want to see based on your activity. But the problem is, is that if they only show you five or 10 of your friends and that's all you respond to and they keep showing you that, that's not because that's what I only want to see. That's because that's all I had. That's all I could respond to. Huh. I wanted to see what was going on with these other people, but they don't show me that anymore. So it's interesting because like, you know, I've got a lot of friends and I do truly see only about 10 people at a time ever. And I'm like, wow. well, what's going on with the other hundreds of people I don't even know. I have to go out of my way to find them because they don't, they don't ever show anything. And I'm like, wait, I didn't even know what was going on with this person. No, I don't like the algorithms at all. I really bother me a lot. In fact, I've gone through and I've had to silence certain people, not because I didn't want to hear what they had to say, but that's because that's all Facebook was showing me. And I'm like, okay, I don't want to just hear from this person. Right. The other thing they'll do is they'll well, show you posts from like person either, yeah, so. a week or two ago. And I'm like, what? I don't care about, it. I already saw that post. Don't show that to me again. You know? So I don't know. I mean, they do the same thing on Instagram too. Because they're, huh. you know, Facebook owns Instagram. And then, of course, Twitter's like, if you don't see it right away, you miss it kind of thing. But I don't know, dude. I, I'm so... <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> yeah. I just like, I'm so over social media. And then the other thing is I've said this. So one is the algorithm. So I post something and only a few people see it. So then I'm like, okay, here I am trying to like spread the word about an amazing episode. And Facebook doesn't even allow me to do that, which I think is ridiculous. And then I'm like, it's the same thing on Instagram. I'm like, I don't even try there anymore okay, we've got all these friends and listeners who are all on different platforms. So if I don't want to reach them, I have to be on at least five different social platforms, if not closer to 10. Cause like, okay, well I'm over here on Snapchat. Well, I'm on TikTok. Well, I'm on Instagram. Well, I'm on Twitter. How do I even reach these people? Because I can't keep, so I'm just like, dude, <laughs> I'm actually ready to go back to an email list for the show, which is like old school, but I'm like, people still check their email. email. List. Everybody checks their email though. Everybody does. You need to go back to a bulletin board with a 14 baud, <laughs> 14 four baud modem or whatever. Yeah. Send faxes. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. Do you know what's so funny is doctor's offices still send faxes. <laughs> They're like, yeah, you're going to, uh, can you fax us? I'm like, are you kidding me? You, did you seriously just ask me if I can fax you? I'm like, my parents had a fax machine. <laughs> Here, let me hook up my landline. I'll get that right over. I'm to like, you. I, I don't have a fax machine. I never have. The other idea is just going full on YouTube channel because same thing. Everybody's on YouTube. Everybody's yeah. on email, but I don't know, man. I'm like so ready to go off social media. What's the answer, Otis? 
Come on, you're in the generation that just you, you know all <laughs> social media, or have you sworn I, it I, off? I, I do not know. Uh, <laughs> That's okay. It's hard. No pressure, it's hard because so with social media, you can still reach a large audience and platform if if they let you. The, yeah, if they let you with the algorithm. Yeah. But typically, that's how a lot of people do it. But I'd say a YouTube channel would be brilliant. Yeah. These people. The problem with YouTube's algorithm is still pretty bad, too. Yeah, that's true. Although it doesn't punish you as much, but I know that there's definitely a lot of tricks. In fact, I know a lot of YouTubers who have what they call the the like and share teams. So every time these guys post a video, they have like at least 25 people, if not a lot more who immediately, as soon as the video goes live, that's their job is essentially to go and like and start sharing it so that it gets up in the algorithms. <laughs> I mean, that's what they have to do. Oh, man. It's crazy. crazy. I'm like, this is a freaking that's game, tough. man. Uh, monkeys. I know. And that's why like, there's a part of me that it's just like, I don't want to play the game. I think a lot of these people pay to win, man. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Speaking uh, of games. Yeah. Oh, dude. So Otis, I know you're nerding out on some stuff. And I know, Captain, you're you're nerding out on some stuff when it comes to games. So, Otis, what are you nerding out on? Um, so I play. I'm a I'm a big Apex Legends player. And I play a lot of ranked play. Ah. And uh, season five for Apex Legends just came out, and they nice. did a bunch of new map updates, and they introduced a new character. Her name was Loba. A Loba. And uh, yeah, Loba. Her and name was a, Loba. She's she a big loot a sh- character. Yeah. She's kind of like a thief. Okay. After final, that's where a lot of my attention went. <laughs> Yeah, I think Brian and I tried Apex Legends right when it came out. Yeah. And we both sucked at it so badly. And it's, just, <laughs> it's just such a competitive game. You know, those Battle Royale games are always so competitive. And you have yeah. to be proficient at it to really want to play it long term. Yeah. Unless you just are glutton for punishment. So I don't think we've looked back since we played uh-uh. it. You know what's weird, though? I'm not a best gamer in the world because I like to jump games a lot. You know me. Mm-hmm. I'm a polygamous gamer. So it's like, you know, I'm all over the place, right? But... I can hold my own. And, you know, when we were playing Overwatch, I was doing pretty well most of the time. And then I go to Apex and I'm like, how am I so bad? <laughs> it's like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong, but I never had a chance yeah. to really understand the game because it's like you spawn, you die. You spawn, you die. So it's like, yeah, I don't even not know. That bad, but yeah. Well, it actually <laughs> did get that I bad. Think, I think as, as you play more, you figure out what areas of the map are highly populated. Yeah. And so I was pretty bad at the start too. I'm, I was terrible. And I, so I would just start off playing, you know, public matches on my own. I would take my team or something to a place that was less populated. Yeah. So I can actually gear up and then I'd go out All and right. get, go into fights. Gotcha. And I slowly landed in those more populated areas so I can get better at fighting. It's kind of like a trial and error thing a lot. Yeah. I put hours and hours into Apex to get better at it. So the, the trick I'm, is if at first you don't succeed, Keep trying, essentially. Just, just, yeah. just don't pretty much up. Apex, yeah. Yeah, see, my no. motto is, if at first you don't succeed, give up, try something else, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go dang it! So now, Otis, did you play Fortnite at all? Yeah, I played Fortnite when it first came out. Okay. Uh, for like a, about a year, so it was like the first like five or seven, six, seven seasons. Okay. And then oh, they okay. started going off the handle and I stopped playing. <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay. And then what yeah. about what about PUBG? Uh, were you having to play Unknown Battleground or player? I never got into PUBG just mainly because as soon as I found out about PUBG, it was you had to pay for it. And then Fortnite came out for free to play with their first right. season. Yeah. And so it was like, I'm going to play the game that's free. That's <laughs> right. Okay. Well, yeah. Instead of paying full price for PUBG at yeah, the time. Yeah, fair enough. So are you pretty much just playing Apex right now or do you have any other games you like? Or other styles. Uh, I've been playing Borderlands with my friend. Yeah. Other than that, I'm waiting for a new 2K to come out because oh, yeah. 2K 20 was terrible. Yeah, it was. I was thinking about maybe getting Madden again in the fall nice. when it comes out, but right oh, now yeah. it's just a lot of Apex. I'm excited for the PS5, which should be coming out late December. Of course. So it's kind of hard to invest in the new games when I know a yeah. new console is like months away. I'm excited for the PS5 because that means the PS4 and all of its related games are going to be a lot cheaper eventually. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, what helps is uh, the PS5 is supposed to be backwards compatible. Oh, nice. PS4. Good. So like I should be able to throw my PS4 uh, disc into the PS5 and it will run it. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. That's the way they should be because that's what Xbox does. Yeah. That's cool. So are you not just playing 2K19 then to kind of tide you over and just doing like a whole new season? Um, 
I stopped playing 2K19. 2K20 wasn't very good. Yeah. So I just haven't been playing 2K at all. Gotcha. NBA, by the but way. Yeah. yeah. For those yeah. of you who don't know. Yeah. NBA, yeah, NBA have, 2K. Yeah. I played um, 2K18, which I really liked. And then 2K19 came out. I got it on the PS4 and I was playing that. And I saw 20 came out. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to try. And the reviews were so bad for 20 that I thought. Really? No. What? Yeah. Well, why, it's, it's, I wonder why they, how do they make a sports game worse than the previous season? Do explain. Well, a lot of it was in the competitive place. So when I would go play my player and go to like, or you play online on my team, they changed the dribbling mechanics. Yeah. And now in 2K20, it's about if you got the glitch moves down, you were unstoppable. No huh. one guard you, and there was, there was like some type like a like a glitch crossover to where no matter what you're the defender you got on defense no matter how good his overall was on defense he'd always jump to the left even if when you were controlling him. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And so it was just people started manipulating those glitch moves and started dominating the game and it kind of ruined it for everyone else. Oh, okay, good to because two K is so much fun when you're playing against the computer, but a lot of the gameplay is you playing against other people. Yeah. Right. Okay. And I never did huh. PvP with it. I've only ever done with the computer. But I also there's the is it the my player? Yeah, the my player one yeah. where you know you have to earn what is it VK? Is that what it's called? Virtual uh, VC virtual currency. Yeah. And a lot of it was pay to win too for a while where you know you you would just grind and grind and grind and never get anywhere unless you actually paid real money, which a lot and of games are going to that. Yeah. A lot of people dropped hundreds of dollars to get like a 90 overall character. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so within like the first winning. week. <laughs> yeah. So like, that's actually one of the reasons why I've never been a big fan of magic online MTG, you know, even though yeah. it's like, it's fun, but unless you drop a lot of money, which a lot of players do, you just lose constantly. And if you lose, you don't gain any experience in which case you can't ever grow. Cause if you don't gain levels, you don't gain new cards. So you're constantly running with crappy card decks and you can never win. And if you don't versus MTG arena, like are they, that's what I'm talking about. MTG arena. Oh, okay. I thought, yeah, okay. I'm sorry. I said MTG online. Sorry. Yeah. Arena. So arena, that's what I'm saying is that if, if you drop like hundreds of dollars, then you get tons of cards, you can build great decks and you can win all the time. Yeah. But if you don't drop that money, you have to grind through levels. But again, if you don't win a game, you get nothing. At all. And right. I, I mean, I feel like you should get lesser experience for losing. I mean, that just makes yeah, sense, something. but you that should get sense. something just so you can keep moving forward and get new cards. Yeah, especially I mean, games like that, losing just losing all the time. Yeah. And not wanting to pay money to win is just not very fun. No, and yeah, that's, I'm not a, that's, yeah, I don't like that style. Even though I love the game, I don't like what they force you to have to do. Yeah. I'm not an everyone's a winner guy, but for a game like that, you got to have some compensation for a loss. You just have to. Oh yeah. I mean, I do do that in everything though. It's like most games that I've ever played. It's like, if you lose, you get some experience still. It's just not as much like even in overwatch. If you lose a game, you get experience, but it's slower and it's less and it takes you longer, but you still get something Yeah, because you fought and it's just what it is. But yeah, I mean, if you win, of course you get more rewards, which is good. I don't know. Well, dude, yeah. Last weekend, well, not just last weekend, uh, Epic Store had their big mega sale of the year, you know, and they were giving yeah. away Grand Theft Auto 5. That's crazy. Through 521, so yeah. through yesterday. And the first weekend they offered it, their site kept crashing <laughs> because awesome. everyone was trying to download GTA 5. And uh, on top of that, to, to, to season the soup a bit, they gave everyone a $10 off coupon. Yeah. So the first on sale game you bought was even cheaper. And then they give you another $10 off coupon if the first game you bought was over 15 bucks. That's amazing. I'm sure their traffic and their revenue was going nuts last week. So, but it's cool that they had GTA 5 for free. That's really awesome. That's amazing. Have you played the Grand Theft Auto games, Otis? Uh, yeah, I actually got GTA 5 back when it was on the PS3. Oh, good. Okay. And God, I beat is that it old, in high really? School. Yeah, it came out uh, towards the end of the PS3 cycle. Holy and cow. I remember getting it on PS3, grinding it a ton, beating it, and then I got my PS4 and it was still $60 for the PS4. And I was like, wow, nah, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Oh, man. I didn't realize it had been out that long, but yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's yeah. been out a long time. And it's still immensely popular. Yeah. One of the things I'm still having a very hard time with is finding good co op games to play, you know, because yeah. most of them, it's like if you want a good game, they're solo. I mean, it's just awesome. Or it's PVP multiplayer, which, you know, those are fine, but I don't like those all the time. Or it's like an MMO grind fest or something like that. You know, if you want to do any kind of co-op 
multiplayer play. But, you know, you've got Borderlands 3, which is four-player co-op, and it's story, and it's amazing, or any of the Borderlands mm-hmm. games. There are some games out there, but there's just not a lot. I was actually looking through them again, and it's like they keep recycling, you know, the best co-op games to play. They put it out, like, every few months, and it's the same ones they've had for, like, three years now, <laughs> except yeah. they added Borderlands 3. It's kind of like, guys, <laughs> you guys got to make some games, man. I actually wrote... Yeah the makers at borderlands the bungee or whatever they were no gearbox and gearbox, yeah. and i was like guys thank you seriously and I, and i think they got the message i mean i never got a reply but i was like thank you for making good co-op story games where you know you you can play story but you can do other things as well keep doing yeah. it like borderlands 4 do it again <laughs> so, yeah keep keep coming yeah man i don't know but if anybody has any I- ideas i a game that me and my girlfriend have been playing that's called four player co-ops, like a story mode is called overcooked. I've heard of that. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a, uh, it's four players story co-op and you guys pretty much cook dishes together to <laughs> stop this like meatball monster. It's, it's, yeah, it's, I, it's goofy, yeah. but it's, it was something for, cause my girlfriend's not into video games. Yeah. So that's something that's kind of like would ease her way into it. Nice. Okay. My buddy and I played overcooked too several months ago and it was just a little too competitive. I mean, he, I wasn't very good at it. I was stumbling all over the place and he was much better than me. And he was like, oh, I don't want to play this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you, you suck captain. Let's, let's just play something else. That's funny. So that's what happened. And sea of thieves is great. It's, it's kind of a mix of PVE and PVP, but it's also co-op yeah. up to four people, which is great. I that's heard, one. I heard human fall flat. I think that's a two player. But I heard that was kind of a weird, crazy, bizarre game. And I think it was the same makers that did, what is it? Total Reliable Delivery Service or something like that. I think is what it was called. And it's just like this really weird co-op. But apparently they're really fun. I don't know. And then there's GTFO, which we haven't tried yet. Oh, that's right. It's still in, what is it? Pre-release or beta release or something like that? Is it? Yeah, it's not even official release yet. But it's a alien. It's a four-player alien game, kind of like a Left for Dead style, but aliens. Yeah. So oh, it, it looks. Have to check that out. Yeah. It looks good. It looks. It looks a bit harrowing. I think that once the price goes down a little bit and they've they've you know smoothed out the rough edges, I think we're gonna try that. So. <laughs> Sorry. Oh right. Oh, I was doing the, I was, the alien. I was doing the alien. <laughs> <laughs> so it's dripping on my face right now <laughs> captain influence and i played alien isolation that's a solo game so we played at the same time solo yeah. on discord and we were both just like talk- and then our friend bad kitty who uh he's a sci-fi author he was on with us and he would watch our games he'd watch our stream and he knew the girl that voiced amanda ripley the protagonist in the game and we had, we had her on the show too. So it was like, he's like, I got to watch you guys play this game. It was one of the freakiest <laughs> and scariest games we've oh, ever played. And it was, that's why I never played it. Yeah. It, I mean, it's scary, but like, there's this time where you're walking around and you'll hear this and you'll look up and there's drool coming down from the vents that you're standing under. And you're like, run. Don't walk under the drool. Well, you can't run though. <laughs> Cause if you run, he jumps down and kills you. You have to like yeah. sneak away quietly. <laughs> oh, such a good game, but it was scary. Yeah. We- Speed of Space and Aliens, uh, the only horror game I've ever played through and beaten was Dead Space 2. Oh, oh yeah, dude. Yeah. No, those are scary and that, too. I just remember it was me and my friends in high school and we were, you know, once you die, pass up the controller. Yeah. Well, they didn't want to play. They were like, oh, let's just watch. I'm going to watch you play. And I was like, no. I'm like, it's like four in the morning. I'm in a full on sweat. Like trying to, yeah, it was... It was not, it wasn't, it wasn't a great experience. Yeah. And, and alien isolation makes any of the dead space movies look so tame. Yeah. Dude. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I've been playing dead. Well, we did play dead space three and I didn't finish it actually, but it was co-op. Johnny and I played that. And I mean, let's just say that it was, it was fine compared to alien isolation. It was fine. Yeah. Alien isolation was like 10 times scarier. I will say out of the three dead spaces, I would say dead space one or two are scarier. Dead space That's three was named aimed more towards like the FPS experience than horror. Okay. Dude, you should try alien isolation, man. (laughs) (laughs) If you like adrenaline, man, I've watched a few videos and I was like, I don't know if I can do it. I might have a heart attack. (laughs) Like physically just like, 
my mom will find me in my room on the ground on the ground <laughs> it was, with the alien on the screen. Yeah, I think it's it playing that game was possibly very possibly the most adrenaline I've ever experienced. Yeah, and it wasn't it wasn't that it was scary. I mean, I'm, I'm forty. I'm in my mid forties. It wasn't that it was scary. It was just very intense and mm-hmm. and you're being hunted and it felt like you were being hunted it did and yeah. they did a, such a fantastic job with the music and the atmospherics and everything about it was so aimed at getting your adrenaline up and yeah. they did a, i mean i can't praise them enough andrea deck did some of the best voice acting i've ever heard in a game because you know she gasps and she screams and and it sounded real it sounded like she legitimately was scared while she was recording it i mean you really feel like you're there yeah. and you know you can't so. kill the thing either that's that's the thing about like dead space you can kill anything yeah you can fight back yeah but with this you can't kill the alien so you have to get creative or you die it's just it's awesome anyway yeah so one of the things we tried doing we wanted to get creative because you know with all the distancing and everything that's going on it's like okay we can't get together and play games i mean you're not supposed to anyway and they've shut down of course any kind of like group gaming if for people that do that so we've been trying like, okay, what if we were to play magic over the webcam just to see if that works? Because that's one game where it's like you have your own decks, you have your own quote supplies. It's not like a deck of cards where everybody has to draw from the same pool. That doesn't work. So we were trying to figure out like what games could work over webcams and then play over discord or zoom or teams or whatever the heck you guys have. Oh my gosh, it worked perfectly. It was amazing. We had so nice. much fun. So Sith master J got on. The Hue got on and uh, we did a little, what is it? Three-headed monster, I guess is what it's called. I, I don't know all the terms really very well, but it was great. You know, you point your webcam down or you have a nice little tripod and kind of point it at your play area. And then, uh, you know, you use your cards and then, yeah, I don't know what it's called. Your mat, gaming mat, I don't know. But yeah, you just put your cards down. And then of course you show, you know, this is the card I'm playing, show it up to the camera and you know, read it. And of course we're playing with people we trust. So it's not like any of us are going to cheat each other because we're not going to do that, you know, but we had a fun time, man. So I'm thinking like, okay, you know, yes, there's tabletop simulator, which is actually on the software and then you can play board games together online, which is fun. But there's something about the physical tactile aspect of touching cards and playing actual games and stuff like that, that I think I'm missing it. And it's a nice break from the video side of things. So it was like, dude, this works. So if you have any kind of games where, you can have your own set and you know, the opponent can have their own set. Like I think chess or something checkers, you know, stuff like that would work. There's just games like that. I'm like, that could be, that's fun. It works. So try it. Whatever you got to do, man. Yeah. Had a good time. Good, good improvising. Yeah, dude. So let's talk about though the last dance. So I want to explain what this is first of all, because I know Otis, you've seen it and I've seen two episodes so far. This is yeah. about, it's just, well, first of all, I think it was recorded back in like, 2018 or maybe 2019, but it's been a, a little while. And um, they, I think they, they did all of the interviews and recording. I'm pretty sure between 2017 and 2019. Okay. And then they started editing late 2019. Okay. So as the episodes were releasing for currently, like as, as those episodes were releasing the past few weeks, they were editing the episode the weeks before, like hurrying editing. Huh. So this is interesting to Which, me because yeah, it's a documentary on the 1997-98 Chicago Bulls season. So it's like, oh, yeah, the last year, you know, the Bulls were, you know, you had Jordan and Pippen and yeah. Steve Kerr and Bill Wennington, you know, and Phil Jackson as a coach, all those guys, you know. And so and it's funny because like that was about like, I don't remember a lot of what was going on at that. So it's like, I, I don't know. I mean, I knew Jordan, right? Of course, I knew Pippen, right. any of those guys, but I just didn't. So it was like, okay, well, I actually don't even really know what happened. So for me, it's like, I don't know who won because I don't, I, I wasn't following basketball really or whatever at that time. So it was like, cool, let's, let's see what happened. Like, let's, let's look at this, right? It's very interesting because they filmed it back in that year, the 97, 98 year. I don't know oh, wow. yeah. whatever. I mean, this footage was, what has it been stored for the past 20 years or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. It's just been archived. That's so crazy. Yeah, they filmed were- it never did anything. They were waiting for Michael Jordan to greenlight it. And he actually greenlit the making of the documentary back when LeBron, his championship with the Cavs. Nice. Like immediately after Michael Jordan greenlit it. And how long ago was that? That would have been 2015. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Recent-ish. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, it was pretty, it's been recent ish. And of course, you know, they have interviews with people in 97 and 98. They have footage from like the eighties, which is awesome. I mean, it's crazy to see this footage. I don't know how they got it and how they preserved it. And then of course they have recent interviews. Kobe was interviewed, you know, and same with uh, David Stern. And of course they're, they're both passed, passed yeah. on. So it's so good so far. I've only seen two episodes. You know, the first one was about Jordan. The second one was about Scotty Pippen. I was just like, dang, this is so good. And it's on wow. Netflix. No, it's well, it was aired on TV. So yeah, but it's, you, on, can, it's on Netflix international. And then I think the way you can stream it now is if you don't have cable, you would get an ESPN plus subscription. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Like, or you get VPN you, Netflix. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. VPN Netflix. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we had, I mean, you know, through YouTube TV, it was airing. And so if you were okay. recording it, then that's how you got it. But yeah, it is like, dude, so good. So you've seen all 10 episodes though. Otis. Yeah, I've seen all 10 episodes. And okay. to correct myself, it was 2016 is when the Cavs won. Okay. Oh, okay. It was the 2016 NBA Finals. I remember that one. Yeah. Uh, Miss Light, Miss Ice, and I were all watching that in Estes Park on Miss Ice's computer. That was a good, Cleveland, good championship. This yeah. is for you. <laughs> <laughs> so did you like the series though? Oh, I loved it. Okay. I, it's a beautifully done documentary. And especially yeah. with how rushed they said it was. Because um, I've been listening yeah, to a podcast know. called Jalen and Jacoby. Uh-huh. And they've done an after show with the director of the documentary. Nice. And yeah, he just talked about like how he was like, yeah, we're still editing episode 10 and that wow. comes out in three days. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they've done and an so amazing job. Really, yeah, yeah. Beautifully done. You know what I love about this documentary so far? And again, I've only seen two episodes, but they're really showcasing the problem that the NBA has. And I think this can go along with just about any sports franchise that You've got your players, you've got your front management, the general manager, the owners, and all those people, scouts, coaches. And it's so interesting like to see how, I didn't know this, but I guess back in the 90s, teams were intentionally tanking to get first pick in the in the draft. I knew that oh, they've been doing really? that in the last they few years. To this day. Oh, yeah. I know. Well, no, so now they're getting penalized. As of this last year, Silver got up and talked about like, if you intentionally tank, we're going to penalize you in the draft this year. And that was the first yeah, time they, he did it. How do they prove that they did it though? Is that easy well, to prove? I don't know. Because a lot of the the poorer teams were taking their best player out and saying he was low, like low managing or sore thumb. And they were like <laughs> limiting their best players minutes. Like they did with Jordan in the mm-hmm. dock. I think that was I episode see. two. Yeah. And uh, they would limit his, their minutes. And so, when your team is bad already and you're not playing with your best player, it, you really take a downhill turn. Yep. I'll be darned. It's fascinating because, you know, yeah, we knew people have been doing that for the past 10 years, but I didn't realize it was going on that long ago. Wait, so, so then David Stern was, God rest his soul, was, uh, was just allowing it. And then now the new commissioner is putting a stop to it. Is well, that I don't know on? if he was allowing it or if it was going on without his knowledge, but I mean, silver's been the commissioner oh, for what, six, seven years now. And he's just now putting his foot down on it. So, oh, never mind. I'm sorry. That, yeah. I'm coming from a stance of ignorance here. I, I don't follow the NBA. Well, so. no, and I don't know really who knew what I'm sure he knew about it, but like you said, how are they going to enforce it? Right. So well, it's also for the fact that, I mean, a GM could say, we're like well, Michael Jordan was ready to come back, but they wanted to limit his minutes so he didn't get hurt is what they were saying. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you can always come up with an excuse because the commissioner is not there at every facility yeah. knowing who's exactly injured, who's – it's really hard to, like you said, to enforce something yeah. on something that's within the organization. Yeah. So I wonder how they're enforcing it now. I don't uh, know, but I know he talked about that. Well, and then the season – never got finished. So I don't know what ended up happening with that. It just, I think they're talking about maybe finding, you know, general managers, mm-hmm. finding presidents, stuff like that. Well, then they were talking and about so, too, that like, if you legitimately suck the whole season and you've done your best, you'll have a good percentage at the number one pick and the number whatever pick. But if you, if they see that you're tanking, then your percentage drops massively at the number one pick. Even if you're one of the worst, like you, you get like a 6% yeah. chance or something. I mean, it was, I don't, I don't know exactly what they were doing. They just said they were going to penalize teams that were intentionally taking. What's funny is tanking doesn't really make a lot of sense because I think in the past 20 years, it, there's a significantly low number of the worst teams in the NBA that ended up with the number one pick. Yeah. Okay. And it's also typically like the fourth or the fifth worst team. 
So they're tanking just on the off chance they might get a good yeah. tank. But see, here's the yeah. thing. Look at the last few years, right? I've been following the NBA. The Suns got the number one pick because they intentionally tanked. They got Aiton, right? So yeah. Aiton, he was number one pick in two years ago. He was really, he's really good, but he has not saved that team. And he has certainly not become the next Jordan or Pippen or LeBron or anybody like that. He's just not even close. He's good though. And by the way, Luka Doncic was the third pick, I think. And that guy has just yeah, risen. He's a super, superstar. He's a superstar now. Mm. Well, if the yeah. Suns had gone after Doncic instead of Aiton, they probably would have been better. But who knew? He wasn't the number one right. pick. The Suns already had a Devin Booker. So like, why yeah. would we go out and get another a ball-heavy guard? Does that make sense? Yeah. So they wanted to get a big man to supplement Devin Booker. Yeah, no, I, and I agree and with like Devin that. Devin Booker wants to get out, but... Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that, but it's like, so, you know, the number one pick last year was Zion and he was injured for most of the season. And then, of course, the season ended before he really got a chance to shine. And so, oh, well, number one pick didn't do anything for them because he was out most of the season. That's the thing you never know, right? Right. Yeah, I agree with you. I think intentionally tanking. It's like, it's a, first of all, it's stupid. And that's what I loved is that it actually shows Jordan talking about that the Bulls were intentionally tanking his second year in 85. And that's why they were wow. limiting his minutes. And he was like, no, I want to win. I want to go to the playoffs. I want to do that. That's what we're here for. And he actually kind of like defied the organization and went out and played and, and got them to the playoffs, even though wow. the well, organization wanted them to tank. What speaks on his greatness is that he played like with a 16 minute restriction and still got them to the playoffs. Yeah. Wow. Which is crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So I, it, it's neat to see that, you know, I mean, on one hand, you can tell like, He's a good guy. He's an amazing guy. And then on the other hand, you're like, yeah, he's got a bit of an attitude too. You know, he's a little cocky, but <laughs> it's, it's funny. It's fun to watch though. So anyway, check it out. If you're into basketball at all or have any interest in the history of what's going on, it's very fascinating. Or even want to watch a good sports documentary. That, yeah. I'm not, I'm not into basketball, even sort of. And I really want to watch that documentary. Oh, so it's yeah, so good. So good. One of the shows that it's so funny. We never watched this show and it came out in 2002 and everyone's like, dude, why have you never watched this show? Was Monk. And I was like, oh, yeah, dude, I should go. OK, we'll go back and watch it. It's on Amazon Prime. Well, oh, my gosh, what a great show so far. It's totally fun. But <laughs> this guy is like total OCD has like anxiety disorders and other things like that. And I'm like watching this guy going, OK, I actually do have some OCD tendencies <laughs> <laughs> a little more than most, but certainly not as bad as Monk. But I was just like, yeah, OK, I guess I should work on those because uh, they're they're definitely stressful. You know, you don't realize you're doing it. But, oh, man, that's funny. It's a good show so far. And then here's oh. an oldie, too, that I pulled out of the archives that I realized I'd never seen because I was like, I had to go back and rewatch Highlander. I don't know what it was, but it's uh. like springtime and the Highlands of Scotland are green and I just need something, a movie that has green in it. I don't know. Some, I was going to go watch green, Ray, green. with queen. I, I, there we go. And I was like thinking Braveheart, <laughs> but then I'm like Highlander, dude, that's like blast. I don't know. Pull something out, right? And then the original Highlander is so great and so cheesy. I'd yeah. never seen two. I don't know why. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to watch Highlander two. I know why I've never seen two. And I wish I'd never seen it now. <laughs> that was so Dude, bad. Yeah. I went to see Highlander two when it came out in the theater. I'm going to oh, wow. say, I'm guessing in 1990. I think it was 91 actually is what I'm, I 91? saw on the date. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I went with my buddy to see it and I had never wow. seen Highlander one. So that was, Highlander wow. two was the first one I saw and you know, we, we enjoyed it, but we were in middle school. So yeah, between eighth and ninth grade or something like that. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was a, that's not one that holds up any longer. That's for sure. Well, and what's weird is like, I guess if that's the first Highlander movie you'd ever seen, then it's probably not as bad, but the problem with Highlander, the first movie, and then the second movie, like pretty much undoes the first movie. Yeah. And then the I mean, third movie undoes the first two movies. And then the fourth movie undoes the first three movies. And then the TV show undoes all of the movies. And you're just like, what, what is going on? Yeah. It's, they probably tried to explain it with alternate universes and stuff. It just got and, you dumb. Know. Yeah. Although, yeah. The first movie is a classic. Yeah. And the TV show is yeah. good. It's definitely nineties, but it's good. I mean, yeah. it's, and not to mention uh, what's his, I don't even know that Paul Adrian Paul. That's the guy that plays Duncan McLeod of the Clan McLeod. Duncan. That guy could fight, man. He was trained. Yeah. Those swords were awesome. I always wanted one. <laughs> I really did. Well, Otis, one of the things that, you know, we really wanted to talk to you about, which this is important because not everybody's back to, well, nobody's back to the gyms yet. And I feel like this is like the freshman 15. This is like the quarantine 18. I don't know. 
quarantine, quarantine 80 quarantine 20. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. 80. Some people uh, can't get out of their beds now. So, uh, you know, I think we need to talk about how you can keep yourself fit at home safely. Now we're not going to do any specific exercise routines or anything. Cause you know, we'd have to, we'd have to do a bunch of YouTube videos for that. But what are some tips that you would give people um, right now? I mean, talk about the entire self-care aspect, food, stress, exercise, all that good stuff. Well, especially when you're in a time where you're not exercising as much nutrition becomes the most important thing. Okay. If you're putting crap in your body, junk food, cakes, uh, donuts. Yeah. Mm, like pies, drinking a lot of alcohol. You're going to, you're not going to feel good. Yeah. And it's also going to affect your immune system because your immune system runs optimally when you're eating a nutritious diet. That's all around where you're getting your veggies, your fruits and your vitamins. Mm -hmm. Um, for exercises, you could, a big thing you could do is using, you know, gallon water jugs as weights, like saving those milk jugs. Mm -hmm. You could even do things with your stairs, do uh, you like, you know, specifically like you just lunges up your stairs or a big thing I do is uh, I do a lot of body weight exercises. Yeah. You know, I prefer lifting weights. Of course mm-hmm. I do body weight exercises. And what I'll do is I'll do three sets for 30 seconds of each exercise. Nice. A 30 second break between sets, but I'm doing each exercise during the set. Just stuff like that. And then, you know, just push ups, crunches, just simple things. Mm-hmm. Body squats. You, yeah, yeah, that you could literally just do in your bedroom. You don't have to go outside. You don't need anything. You can just get up, roll out of bed, you know, stretch your legs out a bit and just do 10 squats yeah. just throughout the day. Just, totally. It's about just getting any type of physical activity. Love it. Another thing people shouldn't be scared of is, you know, is going on jogs outside. Totally. Because you're very, very unlikely to catch coronavirus or getting sick from stepping outside. No, no. Very unlikely. I know you're supposed to be quarantined, but you're allowed to go outside and go on a trail and run on a trail by yourself. No one's going to criticize you for that because you're still social distancing. You're not within six feet of anybody. Yeah. Well, Um, even in neighborhoods. People are doing it Yeah, wherever you live. Like it's just, just go walk, man. You're not going to, here's the funny part too, really quick about that is that people are wearing masks while they're outside and you don't need to do that unless you're in an area where you are crowded and near people. Like it's an enclosed environment. Yeah. You don't need to do that. So like people are biking with their masks on and I'm like, that may not be safe for some people because you can't breathe. Well, actually I think there's a lot of studies that say, those masks actually lower the uh, amount of oxygen intake that you're breathing in. Exactly. So it actually can have adverse effects on your brain. If you're exercising at a moderate to a high intensity, Mm -hmm. trying to breathe through that mask Because also when you sweat, if you, I don't know if you've ever had one of those cloth masks and when they get wet, they get kind of heavy. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's harder to breathe in them. Yeah, totally. And that's not good for you. No, you really don't need to wear them unless you're, going to be within six feet of people in which case yeah, are you going to the grocery yeah. store or yeah, yeah but if, yeah. if you're out taking a walk and you're standing right. six to ten feet apart or you're not even around people you pass somebody that's the other thing too people got to remember you've got to be around somebody for a prolonged period of time they're saying about 10 minutes and they have to be coughing on you kind yeah. of thing if, <laughs> if they're 10 like <laughs> 10 feet away and you're you pass or if you walk past somebody literally in it's seconds like if you're cool just relax people yeah <laughs> So yeah. Okay. Keep going. I'm sorry. Keep going. Yeah. Getting outside, man. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah, for sure. Biggest thing is also that physical activity is just going to help you get through because it's very, it's easy to get depressed in a time like this. Yeah. And just physical activity is going to do tremendous things with the uh, neurotransmitter releases and things for your mental health Mm -hmm. as well as your physical health. Totally. That under the desk little bike pedal thingy that I have has been just awesome and I'm loving it. In fact, I was riding it while we were on the show here, just talking today. Oh yeah, it's just nice, man. Like it keeps me going. And then, you know, Sarah and I are trying to get out and walk as much as possible. And we were doing some yoga with Mads. I've been just doing body squats at my stand-up desk. So I've done like three or four sets of 20 body squats. And just to get my heart rate up, to work those big leg muscles, they burn so much. They're so huge. But uh, yeah, yeah, you know. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, oh, there you did it, Brian. I talk like this now again. No, so... That's what I've been doing instead of my treadmill until I get a different treadmill, I think. So cool. It's really important just to get not necessarily exercise, just physical activity. Yeah. Yeah. In yeah, any way possible. Dancing in your living room to music. Seriously. Yeah. Just a, a tremendous help. So yeah. just anything you can do to at least just get up and move around for 30 minutes throughout the day. That's awesome. 
I, you know, and that's honestly, we should be doing that all the time anyway. And not everybody goes to gyms. In fact, a lot of people don't, but it's like, you know, this kind of movement and getting out and, and I always, some of the best advice I ever heard was do something that you love exercise wise, because then you'll keep doing it. But if you do something you really can't stand and hate, then how long are you going to (laughs) actually stay committed to it? But then again, too, some things you got to do. It's a lot easier to burn out. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, thanks. Oh, this is great having you on, man. We got to do it again soon, but at least we had to get you on. I know you were wanting to come over to the studio and do it live in person. And right when we were getting ready to. Yeah, it's it's (laughs) so big. It's this studio. My gosh. It would have been good to have you here. But with all the whole quarantining stuff, it just didn't work out. But either way, I'm glad we got on this way. Even though, you know, we're like literally a mile apart right now talking. Yeah, for sure. That's what it is. But we'll get you here sometime in the studio soon. But in the meantime, I got to get you back on the show because that was fun, man. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Of course. All right. Show notes, anything like that, links and everything over at realbrianshow.com slash 230. And Captain, as always, it was a pleasure. Thank you for being here. Oh, dude. I got goosebumps every time that music starts, Brian. Not the end music, the beginning music. Oh, yeah. Deep Thoughts with Captain Influence. The Pied Piper was said to have lured rats away to their doom with his flute in the 13th century Germany. But I bet he just did it for the pies. I would play a flute for some rats for a pie. (sighs) Well, you know what the music means. (laughs) Oh my god, that was badass! Yo, like a winner, we sit down, but I don't know what's going on right now. Uh, yeah, that's not me, by the way. That was weird. Oh, there we go. Now you know what the music means. <laughs> I do love that Carmina Burana, though. What the world? Yeah, all, all right. Otis, Captain, thank you both. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. All right. You all have a very good week. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back very soon. Stay cool. Have a great summer. This is The Real Brian Show signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.